How you doing? I'm Michael Bell, the voice of Duke. And if you're listening to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey to the world of G.I. Joe with Greg and Jaron, well, yo, Joe! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe. My name's Greg Engel. And I'm Jaron Decker. And we'll be your host today. Today on Anything Joe's, we're talking about in-hand classified Wave 1 figures. We're talking about recently released images of classified Wave 2 images. We're talking about the Larry Hama Kickstarter figure finally arrives. And we'll talk about the leak on the G.I. Joe video game. Jaron, let's launch right away into some Wave 1 figures. I worked really hard to get these and so i'm stoked that i finally had them in hand and i was finally able to open them yeah so i got i think duke a little bit before you did and you took that as a challenge and then got the entire wave one before i did i i had hit a walmart about probably three days consecutively in my area until they finally showed up as in stock and I went and talked to uh, the gentleman that was working in the toy section. And I, this is, I know this is not a common shared story from people <laughs> at Walmart, but this guy was actually very, very nice. Went in the back and found the case for me. Brought him out and was like, take what you need. I'll put them up when you're done. And I, so I just bought what I needed. I didn't buy any extras. There's been a lot of people. I don't know if you've seen this, but people are really crazy about taking the whole cardboard case with them. Yeah. I, I've I seen people selling the whole box sealed up. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I'd be lying if I said that it wouldn't be kind of interesting to have the display. But simultaneously, I'm not going to do... Well, first of all, I'm not going to buy an entire case of G.I. Joe figures. Yeah. <laughs> I already have a set coming that I'm going to remain unopened. This is just my set to play with. So anyway, now that I have them in hand, I just wanted to briefly... I know we covered them in pretty great detail already. I just wanted to go kind of initial thoughts versus in hand thoughts. Uh, so my my biggest surprise is that I think Roadblock is way better than I anticipated. I mean, I know I was a little higher on him when we talked about it as well. But even then, like, I'm just really impressed. Like, his tattoo looks really cool. I talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but they have butterfly joints really helps with posability. I did slim down basically all of them. So taking like extra bandoliers off, take, uh, I took Duke's backpack off. I just like the way they look with a little bit more slim down. And I'll do the same thing with all the rest of them when they come out as well. It's just something I do. The only thing that I really notice about this roadblock and everything that you said is, I feel like is 100% accurate. In the other episode, I talked about how they had added a lot of touches of red to Duke's gloves. Mm-hmm. And Roadblock has the same thing. It's like his thumb is red, his knuckles are red, his, the inside of his glove is red, but the outside is gray. I don't, I really don't get that. I will say this, the gold on this, and especially on Duke, is nowhere near as prominent as the display images that I saw. The, no, for sure. The gold on Duke's like little uh, shin guards is way downplayed on the actual figure. It almost makes it okay i almost am like (laughs) almost uh, way less of an eye strain i feel like i find funny is that all of the golds are different they really are like i thought they would be the exact same gold but they're not they're all different no scarlet's is not even like a gold scarlet is more of a copper looking Mm -hmm. color so i wasn't i wasn't expecting that 
My the Scarlet figure. I bought two Scarlet figures because I got one in the mail and my daughter got a hold of it and now I can't get it back. <laughs> uh, so I got one for me and I noticed on the front of her hair it's really it's much lighter where her like bangs are at. I don't know if that means that she's supposed to have a splash of blonde in the front or if this is a paint app that went wrong. But the one that I got for me does not look like the one I got for her. Yeah, I think that would be an issue on on that one just because I don't have I don't have that. The Scarlet's great. I do. I mean, it's the same problem I have with most females is that they pretty much never give female characters double jointed elbows. Mm -hmm. And I get it. It's harder because they're so much smaller, but I wish they could have figured out a way to make it work. Because that is the only real issue I have with this figure is that her elbows come not even really to 90. You have to do some work to kind of get it to 90. Whereas the rest of them, they can go as far as a human can go pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, her posability is fantastic other than that. Yeah, I like this figure a lot. By the way, I've just listed this figure on eBay for $500. It's a rare variant blonde Scarlet. <laughs> oh, man. Our our podcast budget just went through the roof. I know, right? Finally, I can finally I can start to repay all the money I put into this zero profitability <laughs> podcast that I've launched. The only thing I have to say about this snake, guys, he 100% lives up to all the expectations, except for that stupid red dot in the top of his forehead. I don't really so get is it. That, it's really that bad, huh? It's just, it stands out in a, in a costume that's 98% all black. This one red dot for no discernible reason. Even the package art doesn't have it. It draws attention to it. I don't know why it's there. That That is weird. See, I don't have the, the regular release Snake Eyes, unfortunately. I'm surprised they didn't do it on the Deluxe then. Like, you would think the one with more color variations would be the one that had it, not the one that is homage to the unpainted. Maybe it's supposed to be the teeny, teeny, tiny Arashikage symbol that they wanted to throw in there, <laughs> and you have to you pull off his you pull off his visor, and that's the rest. The rest of it is there. You just I, have to get a magnifying glass. It's fine. I don't know. It's not. I mean, I'm again. This is all nitpicky stuff. This figure is um, absolutely amazing. Same thing with the Destro. Destro, a hundred percent lives up. So probably the best figure in the line, honestly. It's the most, it's extremely accurate to the original figure. It, there's almost no variation from it at all. It looks great. I can't wait to get it. I'm I'm about to drive to the boonies out by where I live and, and find the Walmart there that says that they have them in stock. And I will, I will find that Destro. First of all, don't feel bad because plenty of people got them before us. Uh, and second of all, if you haven't already started looking for them i would go ahead and do it because the information that i was given is that the planogram for these at least in walmart locations was set to hit on the fifth so they were kind of street dated for then and now as employees are slowly resetting these sections the both of the ones i went into were being reset by one person so and depending on the size of your store that's obviously not a one-day deal they're out there as a matter of fact, as I just said, this gentleman was nice enough to go in the back and get these for me. So don't be afraid to pull up the Walmart app, search for their inventory. Maybe you'll maybe you'll get lucky like I did and find the one in one million Walmart employee that <laughs> was a nice, helpful person. Yeah, and, shout out to that guy for real. Like I've had times when like I know it's there. They're like, nope, it's not there. I've I've I hundred percent have been there. I when I was younger, I worked at a toy store. I worked at a KB Toys. RIP. If you think I wasn't the kind of person that would be like, nah, those aren't there. Uh, then you don't know me very well at all. <laughs> Actually, nine times out of ten, they'd be like, hey, this is they have it, and I'd be like, nah, they don't. And then I <laughs> and that's because it was for me. Um, I mean, even at our last jobs when we worked together, kind of like it's it the same. Like, it's the same deal. Yeah. No, it's not there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's double jeopardy. They can't get me for that now because I'm gone. 
Um, it's definitely not there with my name on it in the back. I promise. Also, a fun end note to that story is that when he brought him out and let me look at him, I was like, oh, dude, you've made me so happy. You have no idea. And this guy deadpan looks back at me and goes, well, one person at Walmart should be happy at least today. <laughs> <laughs> never, never have truer words been spoken. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that guy is my hero. He's like, on it, man. <laughs> Not only does he actually do his job and do it well, but he is just so honest <laughs> so we're not going to waste any more of your time on a wave one we talked about it extensively in the last episode i'm extremely happy with these figures they have what i would call st- some standard retail problems which is comes to be expected from this price point nowadays the paint is never a hundred percent perfect the joints are always going to have a little bit of issue if you're so particular that stuff like that bothers you you either haven't been buying toys in the last 10 years <laughs> or you're just a beyond perfectionist i'm not blaming i'm not pointing fingers i'm i'm I'm, I'm like that with some stuff, but I've come to learn that there's just kind of always going to be that that area of expertise. If this rare Scarlet variant doesn't sell, then I'll just trade it with my daughter, so I'll have the <laughs> appropriate paint on her. The only issue I'm having, I had with any of these figures coming out, was the the butterfly joint on my Duke was stuck. It looked like there was maybe a little bit of paint that dried together, or you know, I don't know how they made it. Mm-hmm. Um, but after pulling it rather hard, <laughs> it, it moved like it's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, if it don't break, then ain't no problems. Yeah, it's you, good you, to you go. Pretty much, you pretty much always have stuff like that. These figures are are very. You know, most, I guess most figures that are made with this type of plastic have that where you kind of have to sometimes heating the joint is a big common thing in the G.I. Joe community where Mm. you have to kind of, if you heat it up, it expands that plastic and you can move it a little bit more freely. As long as you're careful, you don't like warp the stuff that you get. So uh, with that being said, let's move on to wave two because we haven't talked about that yet. Oh Uh, boy. Directly following the last episode, there was a, a live leak about the day before but for all intents and purposes hasbro pulse did a live stream where they showed off images of the upcoming wave two and in that wave two is cobra commander which we've already talked about pretty extensively at this point i guess i guess actually it is worth updating in the last episode we talked a little bit about how you could go on the network app and you could get a cool light blue cobra commander variant and that all turned out to be malarkey all uh, um, so first of all, sorry about that, but I'm pretty sure I said not official. So <laughs> see you in court, we, suckers. Uh, wipe our hands of that one. <laughs> so it was a big debacle and people were upset because they thought they were pre-ordering a variant. And it seems very likely at this point, they're only going to get the regular version. So wave two, the first thing that they announced in wave two was the Cobra Commander. Hasbro said, hey, really sorry about that light blue Cobra Commander incident. We've decided to make it available for everybody. So now you can pre-order both the dark blue and the light blue version, which is about as good as it's going to get, honestly. Takes it out of the variant profile, makes it more accessible for everyone to get. I pre-ordered both of them. I really like the light blue on that Cobra Commander, but I really like the everything else on the dark blue one. I did get the network, luckily. Sucker! Yeah. (laughs) Um, I got suckered into the uh, the network variant, quote-unquote. But, I mean, I just hope I get it eventually. You know, like they said, it would be early. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I get it at some point. But at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if I don't get it until quarter one of next year. Just because that's how low my trust in network is. 
I think that will be the only saving grace is that, yes, you did get the regular version, but you still will get it ahead of everybody else. I, this is, it's just going to have to be a wait and see. Those guys are pretty untrustworthy. Let's leave it at that since we're already going to court for the other thing. <laughs> so, uh, figures that we hadn't seen at that point that we have now seen that we're going to just, that we're going to talk about. Number one, let's talk about Gung Ho. Gung Ho. Oh my gosh, he looks great. This Gung Ho figure is my favorite from the figures that they've announced at this point. It is very pleasing. Also, actually, let me lead off with Wave 2 by saying that none of these figures have any gold on them. Uh, that is true. <laughs> with the exception of the Destro, but that is a whole other can of worms that we'll get he, to. At the they, they couldn't put gold on the rest of the figures because they used it all on Destro. Quite possibly. It does make me wonder <laughs> if that they that the feedback from the first wave when the pictures were shown if there there was a enough of a reaction to it that they were like okay people don't like this if you look at this gung-ho picture he has shin guards on similar to duke but they are all in like a silver color and he has wrist bracers on as well and those are all in a silver color and guess what those look totally fine i don't <laughs> care that i mean that it is supposed to make them look kind of futuristic i guess great it does you got it. You win. You did it. You fixed it. Go back and fix the other ones and re-release them. I'll buy them again. <laughs> this gung-ho, I will buy all those figures again. This Gung Ho figure, I think, is very... It's just really, really striking. He's got a lot of that military green. He's got camouflage pants. His guns are way closer to the realistic side than the futuristic side. He's got what is very clearly supposed to be some kind of shotgun. He has a grenade launcher-looking gun. And then he has some Halo. I don't know what that gun is supposed to be. If if I if I say, not trying to brag, but I know a little bit more about guns because I am a gun, not collector, but owner. All those guns are actually really close to a lot of the guns that are real. Like, that shotgun is very similar to, like, a Kel-Tec. Like, you could, you could go out and make this gun. Like, if you bought a shotgun, you could make a gun that looked almost exactly like this. The, the grenade launcher... Pretty much the same. I mean, it looks like uh, what they would use for like smoke grenades, like police and, and military and stuff. And that rifle is actually modeled after what looks to be like the I can't remember the name of it, but like, it's a UK like a European assault rifle where the magazine is actually in the back. So other than the fact that they're really silvery, they're not that unrealistic. I know some people say they look spacey, and I can understand that because it does look not like the traditional, but those are all guns that you I could easily see at a gun show. This also makes me wonder if this is if they were listening to feedback from a wave one where people thought the guns were a little bit too outrageous, and so they were like, "Well, we'll get a little bit closer." Jaron, we were talking before we started the episode, and you brought up a great point that a lot of Marvel Legends figures have basically a hundred percent realistic looking guns. So it does beg the question: Why? don't these figures why can't these figures use realistic guns yeah well and like the deluxe one has realistic uzi so Mm -hmm. it's not like they're a hundred percent afraid i do want to point out that on the gung-ho it looks like the shotgun will mount to his backpack i don't Mm -hmm. know if you've noticed that um i just noticed it now looking back through it like that looks that looks really cool if we can do that yeah this looks pretty i mean this figure is pretty great but let me talk about the stuff I don't like. Um, <laughs> this is all little stuff. Again, this figure is phenomenal. Go get it after I've gotten mine. Um, the So, Gungo's tattoo is different on his chest. Mm-hmm. And I talked a little bit with the community at large about this. And popular consensus seems to be that, as opposed to in the 80s, uh, the United States Marine Corps has a copyright on the USMC tattoo, or the logo. Which means that Hasbro can't just go use it freely without their permission. Now, I don't know if they 
weren't able to get permission or they they wanted them to pay money to use it and they didn't want to pay it or thirdly maybe they still wanted to continue to distance themselves from realistic military so they thought well we'll do something a little different this the most critiqued thing online by far is that this tattoo is just it's not what they're used to so based on what we know about that the circumstances surrounding it it's safe to say that does put you in a pickle do you mm-hmm. do nothing or do you create a logo that looks as close to it legally as you're allowed to I mean, I could see this in various other promotional images. It has kind of like a phoenix vibe to it with something kind of at its feet. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. I think it's just a little too small. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Like, I think there just needs to be a little bit more, and I think that would help it as well. I I guess, I, I mean, the more I look at it, the more I'm like, I don't really have an answer for it. If you can't use the old image, I don't know what the alternative is. The only other thing I can think of is to have maybe put the G.I. Joe logo there, which also probably wouldn't have gone over well. There is a G.I. Joe logo that's not just the branding G.I. Joe. <laughs> just the the word. Yeah, which I also wouldn't put past them. But, I mean, again, don't I don't have a good solution for this. But So, the only other thing, and I know this would not also be received well, is if you just closed his vest and you let us imagine that there was one i know people wouldn't be pumped about that because that's kind of an identifying factor in gung-ho but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't like that (laughs) no no i'm sure you wouldn't and i probably wouldn't either if i had the nostalgia for it but at least then you could be like well it's under there yeah it's under there the only other thing i really want to bring up is that he's wearing a, a kind of an army cap and he's in the Marine Corps. So and that so that hat doesn't really fit the criteria of what it's close, but it's not there. And I think there could be a little bit more accurate hat to go with him. That's not even getting into the fact that if you asked me to draw a hundred pictures of what I thought Gung Ho looked like without his hat on, I still wouldn't have produced this very unusual faux hawk looking imagery that we see. <laughs> it's I'd as a as a bald man I wouldn't take that hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh, a little too short. The The thing I would, I want to know is, is that used to keep the hat on? They have to have some it's probably latch just, or something. It's probably just fitted on his head. It's probably just a tight, you know, like you stretch the rubber out a little bit. What do you think so? guess? Yeah, I don't think they put a black piece of tar on his head to keep the head on. Or, <laughs> or Velcro. If they, if it they does did, look like Velcro. Holy if, cow. If they did, I don't think they would want to show that in these promo images, certainly. No, I just, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking with that. I don't hate it, but it's definitely the last thing I would have expected to see underneath that hat. So anyway, that's Gunko. I think he's great. A couple of little things, no big deal. So the next figure in line is the Red Ninja. I am not going to talk about the Red Ninja first. I'm going to let you talk about him first because I already know that you like him. And I don't want to spoil that with all the things that I have to say about him. So <laughs> take the floor with, with this beautiful Red Ninja. <laughs> okay, so here's the first thing. Uh, for everyone who's listening, obviously, I'm not the one that knows everything about G.I. Joe. So I don't have a, okay, so here's what should be going on. I, I Until we read that comic series, I had never heard of the Red Ninja. I remember hearing about when they first announced the first wave, they said, oh, well, Red Ninja will be in the second wave. And I was like, I didn't know there was a Red Ninja. I thought we had Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. Those are the only ninjas I was aware of. To me, more ninjas I'm cool with. The figure, to me, (laughs) once again, I think looks awesome. It looks like a Red Ninja. The only thing I can think kind of is a problem is that it looks like they've reused Snake Eyes' mold. The legs look almost identical. I mean, the knee pads look the same. The feet look the same. 
The arms look the same, same arm guards. And then the weapons are all from the Deluxe Snake Eyes, which I think it's cool. That means we're getting more. And obviously, they don't want to just not use them, you know, going forward. I mean, those are all, those are literally the weapons from the Snake Eyes release. I do think it's cool that they let him kind of hold all of them. Because that's always my problem is, okay, what what are you going to do with all these weapons? I wonder how it affects posability. But, I mean, look at all the, there, there's a picture uh, that they took with it. And you can see from the back and it's just all of the weapons kind of put where they go, and then he's got two in his hands. I think it looks awesome. I'm probably going to end up buying three just because I like the way they the way that they look together. Question for you, are there more than three ninjas? So, like, if I army build this, is that going to be okay? Yeah, so the easiest way to describe the red ninja to somebody that's not familiar with them is they are kind of like the hand from the Marvel Universe. Okay. They're kind of like, if you've watched the Daredevil Netflix series, they're kind of the people that take in Elektra and bring her back. They're just this, or, or even foot soldiers from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles okay. would be an apt comparison. Like, yeah, a, there's, like a League of Assassins from DC. They are a stormtrooper. That's what I should have led with was the Star Wars reference. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah, they're just a, a fleet of operatives that work for hire. Okay, so if I buy 10 of these, that's not going to be out of universe. No, if you buy 100 of them, you're still, you know, it's still all okay. within the context of it. I mean, because I do like army building, and this, if the figure works well, I might end up buying it probably five or six, if they're easily accessible. Okay, so. <laughs> Ruin it for me, Greg. Here's the thing about this figure. As a figure, I have any specific thing that I don't like about it. Everything that you said is is right. It comes with a lot of great accessories. They're reusing existing molds, which Hasbro almost always yeah. insists on doing to, to cut corners. And it there makes sense. It makes good business sense. Yeah, for sure. And, if it and means we get more other figures. You have to. You want to open a line as early as possible with a troop builder. Because obviously, troop builders, just like Jaren has shown, is multiple sales of an individual figure to one person. Yep. If you're going to lead with a troop builder for the G.I. Joe Cobra line, how about you pick a Cobra officer or yeah. a Cobra Viper or yeah. a Crimson Guard or an Alley Viper or a Nat Viper? What I'm getting at is you could lead with anybody else than the Red Ninjas. The Red Ninjas are, <laughs> are C-list troops at any given time in any continuity, and they're not even used across the board they're not in the cartoon at their the most featured in the gi joe comic and even that is pretty uncommon yeah i mean the one that we did they were very they were featured for two seconds you know they were they fought well they they got beaten by snake eyes i would like some uh the the robot like uh what are those bat bats i would bat. have loved to see a bat, bat and maybe and so i don't i don't understand the logic behind this. I don't know if it was because they were limited in parts. I don't know who threw this out. I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. Okay, so I'm going to let... I'll push all that to the side. You decided to go with the Red Ninja? Fine. That's a bad decision. <laughs> but but I, I can roll with it. Let's see the figure. Oh, that doesn't look anything like a Red Ninja that has ever existed in the history of the G.I. Joe universe mm. in any continuity to my knowledge. This is what a Red Ninja looks like. Jaren, do you know what Storm Shadow looks like in his cobra outfit yeah paint that red oh, okay <laughs> that's that's all that, that's all you gotta do they just wear it's like a standard kind of like a ninja gi like a just a regular okay. outfit yeah so this is really busy compared to that 
he even has like a weird like samurai like loin cloth thing going on so there's a little bit of like japanese culture integrated i just am kind of at a loss i don't again i think this figure looks pretty good honestly i just am stunned that this is where we're at and also as a, as a shade of things to come, if you look at the promotional art for G.I. Joe, it's been step-for-step step accurate in predicting what's getting ready to come up. And if that's accurate, that actually means that the next troop builder we'll see down the line at some point is the Alley Viper, the orange and blue street combat Alley Viper. So be prepared to hear this speech again, because <laughs> the Alley Viper is... I mean, the Alley Viper is, is probably the sixth most popular Viper. Like, there are so many regular troopers that are that are better calls. I'm not going to get into it anymore. When I have this in hand, maybe I'll feel differently. I, I ain't buying three of them, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, I guess it's just the, the ninja lover in me that I'm like, oh, ooh, a ninja. Look, he does it. it's a ninja. They, they don't have any pupils either. If you look at the close-up picture of their face, they have a headband. Yeah, that has like, a, yeah, so I don't know if that's supposed to be like a ninja thing, like when Storm from X-Men uses her mutant powers. The Cobra logo kind of now tethers them to Cobra service, which has not been an, an exclusive thing. I, I don't know. Maybe the, well, I'd say the foul card, but there are no foul cards now. They just have those symbols that on the box. That to me is the weirdest thing yeah. with the whole line. Like, they don't have any... Um, actually, for a real quick aside, I came up with an idea as how they remedy this. You want to hear okay. my great idea? Yeah, let's hear it. Hasbro. For free, just give us credit. Add anything Joe's. You make an app, okay? In each figure, there's a QR code. You click the QR code, there's a digital file card with short, exclusive videos you can only get on the app. Tells you about them, tells you what they are, and does some cool info. And that's how you integrate the file card with the next generation. TM, TM, TM. Digital file cards, copyright and trademark, anything Joe's. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I just think that would be great, especially because, you know, the file card is now standard on pretty much every action figure. Yeah, that's actually a stellar idea, Jaron. That's so good that we shouldn't have even released it publicly. I should have just sent them an email. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, Hasbro just sent me an email. Stop using our images in your podcast. Uh, okay, never mind. Oh, okay. We'll call so, it even. So we got two more figures left <laughs> to talk about. The next figure is Prophet Director Destro. Oh, my gosh. So and that's not the only name he goes by. So if you're not familiar with PDD... <laughs> um, this is a figure that was released as a convention exclusive. It was supposed to be in a Toys R Us exclusive three pack back in the nineties. He has a outrageous paint scheme. It's like leopard skin and red and he's wearing his gold helmet. And it's, it was called pimp daddy Destro as an, as a fan based nickname, not an official name because it's, he's so outrageous looking. Well, they've taken that concept and run with it and they've made one that really, fits in with that line they gave him the same paint but now he has this like lion cloak he has he has he has money that's on fire like they really led into the comedy portion of it so obviously inside of his uh like little collar is lined with the fur he's got shades that are multicolor his briefcase is gold so if you had asked me the last figure I expected to see, <laughs> this would have been it. And it's wave two. Yeah, I, that's nuts. So I get that they were, again, repaints are a huge thing, especially for Hasbro. It's a way to cut corners, get another figure into the line. 
and with just new paint. You don't have to change anything. They, I mean, they've really done a minimal amount of tooling to make this figure happen. It's obviously not for everybody. There's been a pretty big split between people that are like, well, I'd almost rather have nothing. And I am sympathetic to that. I, I get it. There's so much other stuff that we would want, but you, I can't deny this figure is hilarious. This shot where he's holding the money and it's on fire. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, it's uh, to me, my feelings for it at least is every time you get a character like this early on in the wave, it, it almost prolongs it. And, you know, even with the point you're making about the the red ninjas, like it almost gives me hope that they're actually going to continue this line further. You know, like mm. they actually have a plan of, OK, we're going to we're going to do some real weird stuff here early on. We're going to give you PDD. OK, yeah. because later on down the road, we're going to give you some other cool stuff, too. So you For- know, maybe they'll, they'll save you know, I'm surprised we haven't seen Baroness yet. Baroness is also in the promotional art, so it is I it is almost a certainty that, that Baroness and Ali Viper will be in the the next next wave. For everything that the Red Ninja lacks, I feel like in kind of not cre- maybe not creativity, but in originality, I feel like this figure makes up for it. This figure somebody took a crazy idea, ratcheted it up a notch, and I think it really works. Again, I know it's not for everybody's collection. It's just so it's just so clever. Hey, uh, Greg. Yeah. Do you have one of those boxes handy? The the back the back of the boxes. I sure do. Look at Scarlet. It looks like she has blonde hair. Oh my God, you're right. Yours might be an accurate one. Find it on eBay, folks. Anything Joe's eBay.com. That's not real. Don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe yeah, the one you you have is just not accurate. I don't know. Hmm. I, I'll have to. I'll look into that further and see what's what. Maybe it was a paint app that got missed, or maybe some of them have it and some of them don't. Maybe the ones that shipped in the mail shipped before the paint. I don't know. That you know is, we moving on to the last figure? Yeah, right. So let me pull this up real quick. So at the same time that Hasbro Pulse announced all these waves, they also said, hey, by the way, we have an Amazon exclusive that's going live right now. And it's a Storm Shadow. Well, this is the only figure we didn't know was coming. It's so also it, not on the back. Art. Yeah, so it totally took everybody by surprise. Doubly so, because it absolutely was the one of the last Storm Shadows I would have expected to see. Jaren, what are your thoughts on this figure? So I think it's really cool um i did have questions because like i mean immediately after i saw it i was like okay so wait this is not cobra storm shadow that's correct this is the new like i'm a good guy now storm shadow and it, it looks like at least the the picture i see it it says arctic mission storm shadow yeah so this is based off of version three storm shadow it came out in 1992 this is when he is the leader of Ninja Force, which is a subset of just ninjas that he's training and working with. Him and Snake Eyes and Scarlet and a couple other, I don't want to say nobodies, but characters that kind of fall to the wayside. There was nothing at this time to suggest that it was a it was a snow or Arctic-based figure. I, th- I guess they just felt like that's something they could run with. So, so- here's my question is... Do you think this is a variant? No, because it's an Amazon Prime exclusive, it doesn't look like... Actually, I am going to completely take all that back. The idea that they might release a regular version of this in all white is probably pretty likely. They might just hold it back a wave or two. Because it looks like... I mean, I don't. I can't see the... Uh, let me see. Yeah, so on, on the box for Profit Director Destro, they use Profit Director Destro, so I'm wondering if... Maybe that's how they'll they'll really tell. Okay, this is a different version. Here's this, you know. Um, so maybe this is a an exclusive, and it could be the same way where we get wave one Destro, wave two we get Profit Director. This will be kind of the inverse. Okay, wave what is this? Wave two technically we'll get mm-hmm. you'll get uh, Arctic Arctic Mission Storm Shadow. Wave three you'll get regular Storm Shadow. 
It's just, it is interesting that they chose to lead with this, but the more I think about it and knowing Hasbro, the more likely it is that they'll want to reuse this mold somehow. And the easy takeaway would be to make an all white Storm Shadow, which again is not exactly what I think the fan base would want. I'm not even going to get into the fact that if I look at this figure and paint him all red, he makes a pretty great red ninja. <laughs> Maybe that's the play here. Maybe you get two of these and you uh, paint one red and and it's just Red Ninja. Um, I don't know. I like it. The only issue I'm having with it, at least from what I can see in box, is the hood does not look like it wants to sit on his head right. Yeah, it looks very weird. This figure in general looks like it could potentially have a lot of gross issues out of the box. It doesn't look assembled i don't know it just looks challenged <laughs> to yeah. put to it move it looks it's definitely the most uh difficult from what i've seen so far like i could see real issues happening i can see some real warping also it's i mean it looks all right i'm just not i'm not the most pumped about it i guess i should say yeah i mean i'm glad we're getting a storm shadow and even a an okay one is better than none at all i yeah. um it again is just a question of trying to understand why this version, why it's our, technically our first exclusive if you don't count the network. Sure is a lot of gold on this Storm Shadow. He's got all gold arrows, man. What do you think that's about? <laughs> His bow is all the way gold. He must be making up for the fact that Gung Ho and all of them don't have gold. They're like, look, we used a lot on, on Profit Director Destro, but we still have a little bit of leftover gold to hit our quota. I imagine you pull that face mask off and it's Bruce Wayne because who else shoots solid gold arrows through his enemies? <laughs> I mean, honestly, that could you could make this a uh, Bruce Wayne when he's training in Batman Begins. No, you really could, actually. <laughs> so that that wraps up our Wave 2 talk. I, just at the tail end of this, before we move on, I wanted to talk about this leak that came out of Hong Kong. A Hong Kong-based toy retailer, Hobby Base, lists Beachhead, Cobra Trooper, and Snake Eyes movie figures. So... <sighs> I don't, I'm not going to rule out a lost in translation issue with this. Maybe not with Beachhead, unless they are using a different name uh, in Hong Kong. But the listing, which is a very small blurb, you can find it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash anythingjoespod. It says, this is verbatim, classified series, parentheses, 2020 movie, roadblock, slash Beachhead, slash Cobra Trooper. Uh, then it lists the pre-order price. And then beneath that, it says classified series 2020 movie, movie figure plus vehicle bike. Now I'm going to go ahead and eliminate movie figure plus vehicle bike because that ties into the leak that we got from the Target data pad several weeks back that has code names listed for all the stuff that's coming up. There's specifically a listing that just, that listed is coming with a bike. Um, if I remember, yeah, it specifically says G.I. Joe figure and bike. So we know that's coming not a leak we just don't know the details of it yet this does perhaps tether it in a little bit more legitimately to the movie probably a snake eyes on a bike it probably has a movie version snake eyes again that's just speculation but it because it specifically says movie figure that's probably a safe bet now coming back to these other three things which again we don't have any information on there's we got roadblock i have no idea <laughs> i don't know if that's going to be it could be a repaint based on a, perhaps a movie based appearance it could be that Roadblock is releasing at a different time uh, internationally. And so he's just considered as a different part of the wave. It could be uh, none of those things. Yeah. Same th same thing with Beachhead and Cobra Trooper. Uh, Beachhead, we've not seen any information that suggests that. We have no images to even speculate about. It seems unusual that that would be tied into the movie unless he's in the movie and we're not aware of that, which would be pretty surprising. 
and then a Cobra Trooper. I wonder if these are all legitimately tied into the movie line, and I'm excited to see how similar the movie line will be to the figures from the Classified series. Will they be the same exact scale? Will they have very similar packaging? I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to reuse as much as possible. But anyway, I just want to throw that into the end that we, that is a potential leak. It could be something that we see more about as we get closer to the release of the movie. I'm really shocked we don't know anything about the movie yet. I mean, I know with the status of the movie industry as a whole, it's kind of crazy. But to at least not even have a trailer or a title card, like an official one, it just, it's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe there's no trailer out. That's very surprising at this point. Considering the movie is supposed to launch late this year, it doesn't seem likely at this point. I get that COVID-19 has put everything in sort of a gray area, but if you're going to push it back, push it back and stop getting my hopes up. Post-convert it for 3D already. Just kidding, nobody. (laughs) Everybody would be so bad. That wraps up our Wave 2 talk. Let's go ahead and jump into the next item. So the last two items that we want to talk about are the Larry Hammock action figure Kickstarter has finally arrived at homes including mine personally if you're not familiar with this figure this was a kickstarter that launched in 2017 oh wow by fresh monkey fiction it is it was hard for me to even remember pledging for this it has been so long (laughs) 2017 they came out and they said hey we've got a couple different versions we're making a four inch gi joe scale figure based around larry hama the mock-up for it looked great and i was very excited to get in on it so i went ahead and just bought the regular one figure there were higher tiers in the kickstarter that got you a mystery accessory which we now know to be like a hat that fits on his head and there was a signed card and some other great stuff i'm not hating on any of that it was just what was in my budget at that time was to just get the regular figure and perhaps that was good because it took three years to to fulfill and (laughs) i i'm not that's not me throwing shade at remco or fresh monkey they had some challenges that i feel like were 100 percent legitimate they had to deal with a lot of angry fan pushback as as the gi joe community is well known for but they had a lot of difficulty getting these figures made in china they had they went with a factory that turned out to be very difficult they had to send in a, somebody specifically to get their molds back uh so they couldn't even take it somewhere else at that point because they were they went through a lot of, of difficult challenges so i am sympathetic to it and it's definitely all forgiven now because here it is if you're listening to this podcast you can if you go to our youtube page i'll have images uh, from my personal collection of what this looks like you can also find it on our facebook page just not yeah, i'm gonna that need not... you to send me some pictures of that because I, I mean i can see the like the, the kickstarter version but i'd love mm-hmm. to see the the kind of finished product so the finished version it turned has turned out to be i think it's turned out really well the design art is on point larry's likeness is pretty good honestly his outfit is i don't want to say simple but it's what you would want it's kind of a streamlined outfit that doesn't look purely civilian but has a nice little depth to it just enough personality to it i think it really sells it he comes also comes with like a dozen interchangeable hands you can make him do whatever you want. If you have different size guns that you want him to hold, or you, I've seen people posing him with uh, in scale like comic books or pen and pencil, which is all pretty great. I think it's really, really good. He has a file card on the back, which I think is very clever. The back of the card also has a place where if you meet Larry, he'll he, that's where he would sign it for you. Hopefully when con season starts back up maybe i'll have an opportunity to get this signed by him which i would i would think would be great anyway just as a note you know this figure finally released i think it turned out great i don't regret the wait they are going to 
open up any remaining figures to Kickstarters first, and then there is early discussion already based on interest to do a second wave that'll be open to the public where he'll have a different hat. I think it's said it's a USS flag hat because that's a hat that Larry actually owns in person. That's so cool. Pretty great, yeah. Pretty, (laughs) I mean, if they open it up, I'm buying one. I don't, I mean, I just have to. I have to have it. It's it's rewarding. I'm curious. Uh, the code name that they have on the packaging is is called. It just says Creator. I would love to be able to to ask Larry what he thinks his own personal code name mm-hmm. in GI Joe would be. He probably wouldn't care. <laughs> he'd probably like, whatever. Yeah, he'd probably be like paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Greg. Uh, I I think you've done it before, but what would your what would your code name be? Um, so I would actually go with the code name when I was on uh, Joe on Joe talking about GI Joe Extreme bef- right before we launched this. That's a thing that Joe does is he asks every person that comes on to, to pick a code name. And the code name that I picked was Joystick. As a hardcore video game enthusiast, I would be like a drone operator. Nice. What about you? What would you do? Oh, you're not ready for this because I put a lot of thought into this. Probably oh, too much. Uh, my code name would be Snacks. Mm. I would be the most useless G.I. Joe. <laughs> but man, I would make sure that everybody's got Snacks. You'd have like one of those little carts that have cigarettes and chips and stuff in them. Mm-hmm. You walk around the aisle. You got your snacks, yeah. Just walking around like in a baseball park. That'd be very useful. Maybe in I, battle, you get you take like really hard snacks and throw them at cobras. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I get slushies and I pour them on the the bats. <laughs> Make them <laughs> kind of go crazy. I, I put way too much thought into that. It's not hard to believe that that character would fit into the DIC, the Deke Universe cartoon, <laughs> because it was so it was really out there. Oh, good. I know that there's there's a chance. If anyone's listening, I, I think that's an underrated one. You can use my design for free. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, so that brings us to our last news item of the day. Originally announced as the Australian classifications which is the uh, American ESRB, essentially, for video games. They listed a console game based on G.I. Joe. I don't know if this is a placeholder name or not, but it's called. they're calling it G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. It's being published by Maximum Games Limited, which, if you're not a video game enthusiast, here are some of the notable published titles that are listed on the Wikipedia page for Maximum Games. Troll and I, The Technomancer. Oh, gosh, hold on real quick. The troll and I. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah, there's there's some real turkeys here, dude. That's um, that's got me real worried. Alakan's Gun. These are games that I have personally played and are actually these games are really middle of the road. They're almost they're like borderline budget titles. They don't do anything right, but they don't do anything wrong. I guess I'm not being fair. They're not all turkeys. Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishments is a totally fine game. They've got a World Rally game on here that's pretty good. Looks like they did a, a conversion for Myst. So Mutant Year Zero. That was a pretty okay game. It's a real mixed bag. Here's the other thing, Jaren. As somebody that has also worked in the video game industry, what is the first thing that you think of when I tell you that the retail cost on launch day for this game is thirty nine ninety nine? Uh, bad news, son. <laughs> That's right. It's bad news. <laughs> For those of you that aren't in the video game business or have never been, if a video game does not launch at fifty nine ninety nine, that means that you do not have faith that your video game is worth the standard retail price. You know what does give me hope is it looks like they did work on uh, Call of Cthulhu, which I actually really enjoyed that game. It looks like they have a mixed bag. I'm just confused on what how much stuff they developed and how much stuff they wh- how much stuff was exclusively put in their hands. Obviously, That's they didn't true. make Mist, but they helped mm. develop it for a 
other consoles. Anyway, this leak was followed up with information on Gamefly's website. They put a potential release date of October 13th. It's supposed to launch on Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. I, I'm sure I know the answer to this question already, Jaren, but did you play the G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra video game by any chance? I did not. That game is very bad. <laughs> it's for a, what was happening in the video game universe at that time. They basically made a knockoff of Contra, and it is it actually felt more like an arcade title or a, a PlayStation Store title than a full disc release. That's and oof. and honestly, that actually really makes a lot of difference because downloading it from the arcade for like a maximum twenty bucks, I I wouldn't feel as jaded about it I guess mm-hmm. as I do now and that's coming from somebody that played it and got every achievement unlocked everything <laughs> I played through it on all the difficulty so so I guess I shouldn't say it's not so bad it wasn't unplayable and it's also the first time that uh, Helix who was a character that was designed simultaneously that the movie was coming out Helix's first technical appearance is in the G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra game she's an unlockable character and man that's weird <laughs> To make a character that had no other home other than the game and then has gone on to become one of the most popular modern created characters, Helix is a great character. One of my all-time favorite characters across the entire history of G.I. Joe got started in this crappy game. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Let me just take a shot in the dark here. I'm going to say that this is going to end up being a... uh, Do you remember that Ghostbusters game that released? Not the the good open world, the the not as good one that released in like 20... 2017, 2016. I know which one you're talking about. Like the twin stick shooter? Mm-hmm. That's my guess for what this game becomes. It's Something funny like you should that. say that because G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra is essentially a twin stick shooter. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a Contra style Smash TV type game where you basically are just running around uh, Diablo camera style. Yeah. Yep. Shooting a bunch of stuff and moving on to the next. It's not even, I mean, it's pretty lackluster. Yeah, that's that's my guess for what this game becomes is, is it's a... Uh, um, which I actually like those kind of games, and if that's what it is, I'll actually pr- be pretty ecstatic. I would prefer a mediocre twin stick shooter over a garbage, you know, pretty much everything else. Mm-hmm. So that's this is pretty bittersweet news. Will I buy this game on ten, thirteen, twenty? You bet your sweet pippy, I will. <laughs> I'll play it and I'll hate it, but uh, and we will we'll have that content on our YouTube page as soon as we can get it. If I can get if we're in a quarantine level where Jaren and I can get together and play it cooperatively and stream it you got it we'll have oh, that boy. we'll have that gameplay footage available for you right away I, again this is what it's like to be me folks i just told you exactly what's going to be wrong with this game and how bad it's going to be and i'm still like day one i'll pay <laughs> your, i'll pay your dumb full retail price and i'll put it on my brand new youtube channel so people can hate it with me Maybe it won't be bad. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. There's always hope, but I, I, I have worked with video games long enough to know problematic signs with it. And, and so, one of the big ones is that three months before launch, there's no info. That's a big one. That's true with basically all, like all the E3 type content has been essentially canceled. This is obviously not something that's going to lead any video game news story. Uh, no game that's under $60 is going to make headlines uh, at a video game announcement conference so this will probably slip out under the radar for maximum games i would say pretty soon honestly and then we'll have some official information that we'll, once we see that box art i guarantee you i'll be able to tell you a lot more about it you can mm-hmm. tell a good game normally just by the box art well and once i see the art uh, you'll be able to discern a lot of information about hey these are characters that are going to be in the game mm-hmm. are they is it going to be more classified 
style oriented? Is it going to draw more on the classic mythology? So we'll spend some time talking about that as that information comes out. It's such a crazy time for G.I. Joe, Jaren, because we have, every time we sit down, we have all this great content planned out where I'm like, we're going to go back and talk about uh, the original G.I. Joes or our favorite vehicles. And then every time we're like, man, we have a lot of news to talk about. Yeah. So it's actually pretty exciting. Uh, and we're, we're so pleased to have a platform where we can share that with other fans who will also give us their feedback on it and take this quote-unquote collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe with us. Speaking of uh, sharing that information with us, please feel free to reach out to us at any time at anythingjoespod at gmail.com. You can find us on facebook.com at anythingjoespod. That's also our Twitter handle. That's also our Instagram handle. That's all the social accounts that I own right now, so don't go claiming any of the others. If they don't ban TikTok, I'll open one up there. Oh, no. just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> it'll just be it'll just be you and Larry Hama figure. That's the whole TikTok. <laughs> that's exactly right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Uh, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Anything Joe's. The growth that we've seen in our channels, both on the YouTube side and the podcast side, have been tremendous. Uh, the support that we've seen from the community is really empowered us to do more, learn more. Uh, everything that we're doing is we're, we're trying to become more streamlined to what you guys want to learn and hear about and we'll continue to cater to you guys because that's why we're here we want to share this experience with you and go on this journey with you so thanks again for all the people that have shared the either the facebook page or the youtube channel uh, or reviewed us on itunes that kind of growth is uh, i can't quantify how valuable it is to us and how much we appreciate it yeah thank you guys so much i mean it's been astounding i, I really appreciate giving us this opportunity to kind of share gi joe and, and learn especially for me learn with you uh even the people on facebook where they're commenting and i'm kind of learning me learning as they say stuff uh, and kind of doing research based off of comments if you've listened to anything joe's and you've enjoyed it please check out all the other great gi joe podcasts available in the community Joe on Joe, What's on Joe Mind, Talking Joe, G.I. Joe Berg, The File Card Podcast, Order of Battle. These are all great community-driven podcasts that are supportive. They're delivering great content. These guys really go above and beyond, and they've been doing it far longer than us. Uh, shout out to all the wonderful people behind that. Also, special thanks to Michael Bell for recording our intro for us. I can't understate what a treasure it is to have that, and we will value it uh, for the rest of our lives, most assuredly. Thank you for joining us at Anything Joe's, where anything is open for discussion and anything Joe's.